Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. Welcome to the Rock of Gainesville. If you're here in the building, love you, love you, love you. If you're watching online, love you, love you, love you. Talk to Pastor George this morning. He's feeling good. Sends his love. So everybody just kind of wave at PG this morning because I know he's watching online. And we love him very, very, very dearly. Okay, here's what we're going to talk about. I'm ready to get in the Word. So I know we've worshiped for a while, but hadn't worship been good? Come on, somebody. Wasn't it just rich today? Very, very rich. Yeah, go ahead and put your hands together and say, way to go, team. Pastor Jamie and I are doing a four-part series called Living Call. Today we're doing part number three, and I'm going to talk a little bit this morning about uh, called to spiritual intensity. Called to spiritual intensity. You know, guys, we, we said this a lot over the past few months, that 2020 is a year that has really thrown us a curveball. And it's thrown us a curveball on multiple levels, physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally. It's just kind of thrown us a curveball. And so many things have come at us from so many different directions uh, that we have had to deal with. And as I have thought about that, what I see something like that doing in your life and my life is it really begins to mess with my spiritual intensity, my spiritual fervor, my spiritual fire, or or as we say in the South, fire. Come on, we we turn a one-syllable word into a five-syllable word, my spiritual fire. Go ahead and say it out loud. Oh, you're not Southern at all. Go ahead and say it out loud. Fire, fire, fire. There you go. Now, okay, now I feel more like I'm at home. All right, here we go. So when we look at those things coming against us, here's what it does it has the ability to really kind of attack my spiritual intensity and my spiritual fervor. And what it does, guys, is it causes me to kind of draw back. The wind and the waves of life hit against the sides of my lifeboat, and it causes me to draw back. Doesn't cause me to draw out, but it causes me to draw back. Or as the writer of Hebrews says, and we'll look at this in just a minute in Hebrews 10, it causes me to shrink back. I'm kind of tired. I'm kind of weary. I just want to kind of find a nice, safe place. So let life leave me alone for a while. And so when we go through everything we've been going through in 2020, and it begins to attack our spiritual intensity, that's the effect that it has on you and I, kind of a shrinking back. And so Pastor Jamie and I wanted to spend some time talking about living called, but specifically this week looking at called to spiritual intensity. Now, uh, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but every week we've had a a video interview with someone that represents what we're talking about. Two weeks ago when Pastor Ron talked about called to hope, I sat down with Matthew and Sarah Teoli. Last week, called to the body of Christ, Pastor Jamie sat down with Miss Chris. Today, I'm going to show you a video interview I did with one of my dear friends, Sarah Pridgen, who I believe is probably one of the most spiritually intense people I know. And as I told her on the video, and I'll tell her right now, that's a compliment. It doesn't matter how it sounds, that's a compliment. And I believe Sarah is one of the most spiritually 
intense people I know. And so we sat down together and we talked about what does it mean to be called to spiritual intensity? And she said some great things. I'm going to let you find out what she said. So watch this. Well, this week, talking about being called to spiritual intensity, and as I thought about who I wanted to spend some time with in talking about that particular topic, it was a no-brainer. Uh, Sarah, as I told you before, you're one of the most spiritually intense people I know, and that's a total compliment. I mean, it really <laughs> is. Regardless of how it sounds, that's a total compliment. Um, I appreciate your heart for worship. I appreciate your heart for the kingdom of God. I appreciate your heart for the youth of our house and ministry that you've been a part of and, and every bit of it you've done with intensity. And I, I love that. So I want to just kind of spend some time together talking about being called to spiritual intensity and get some of your feedback. When I, when I use that phrase, when I say being called to spiritual intensity, uh, how does that resound with you? What do you think of? So I think probably the first word I would think of would be passion. Mm -hmm. um, but if you just left it there, it would just be, I mean, if we think about something, somebody being passionate, usually that's like a momentary thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, so when I would think about spiritual intensity, I would think more of passion with a focus. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I got to say, I'm second generation spiritually intense. You know, my mom definitely imparted spiritual intensity to us. Um, her passion for the Lord still burns like when it was brand new. Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome to yeah. see. Um, and for me, when my walk with the Lord became my own was really when I was 13 mm -hmm. years old. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I just began to dive into the word like, I'll just read any of it. Like, I'll just, I want to read it all because, you know, I, I really had felt the touch of God's presence, but I think I wanted, um, I wanted it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't just want moments anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, so I found a couple scriptures. Um, and one was from Psalm 86 when David asked God, give me an undivided heart so mm -hmm. I'll fear your name. Yeah. And when I read that for the first time, I'll never forget it because I thought to myself, an undivided heart. Yeah, that's what I need. Because I was well aware as a 13 year old girl um, going to Westwood Middle School um, that I was tempted and drawn by things that were not for me. Hmm. Tempted and drawn. Um, sometimes I've said it was like either hardcore Jesus or it was gonna be the gutter for me, <laughs> you know? So I begin to pray that. I'm like, if David can pray it, I can pray it. Lord, give me an undivided heart. Um, and the other scripture that really resounded and resonated with me at that same time in my life was from the first chapter of Daniel, when it said Daniel purposed in his heart um, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king. So I think I think not only an undivided heart, but, but a passion for purity, and not just sexual purity, but... Um, <sighs> You know, for me, purity comes down to purpose. If you don't know the purpose of a thing, you won't use it purely. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be used by God purely. And so um, the, the prayer of an undivided heart and the desire to walk in purity, that was what really, I think, began my consistent desire toward spiritual intensity. Mm -hmm. 
you said uh, said something earlier that uh, kind of jumped out at me uh, a lot. You said when when my walk became my own, mm. uh, and you know all of us have seen, if I can say it this way, second generation Christians. You know, and and we're riding the coattail of somebody else, and we're riding the experience of someone else, and your walk became your own. Uh, so as you've walked that out, your own walk with Christ, what has motivated you to continue to uh, make that walk your own? What motivates you to spiritual intensity? So I think um, once you have moments when you know God is God and he's with you, when you feel his presence, whether it's in worship or whether it's reading a scripture at home, or whether it's actually seeing some of the miraculous. Um, when you have those moments, I just began to go, but wait a minute, that's supposed to be our everyday all the time, you know? And so I think it's really comes down to like presence over power. I used to pray for God's power, more Lord, more power, more miracles, more stuff. Let them see you through me, Jesus. And those are all fine prayers to pray. But I think um, specifically after walking the walk longer and seeing more of life, I just go, his presence is the prize. You know, so, so I just began to be content in one sense with God's presence being constantly with me. Then when he alerts me that he wants to use his power, there's never a question like, did I create that? Right. Like when we saw miracle after miracle in Peru and prayed over people, I mean, we watched cataracts disappear out of people's eyes and tumors disappear. Like we watched those things happen, but there was never a question like, because I'm a spiritually intense person, did this happen? No, because it was the presence. And the pre those people invited his presence and power. So really for me, um, I think what drives me is staying close to him and not wanting to live in such a way that his presence can't be felt. So like he's everywhere, right? But like, how come I can't always feel him? A lot of times that has to do with stuff we put in the way. Exactly. You know, like sure. our ambitions, our sure. desires, all that. So I think it's about presence. Good deal. Uh, and kind of segued into my last question. Uh, it made it really easy to, to ask this last question because uh, my thought is you spend a lot of time with, you know, people ministering, counseling, encouraging young ladies in our house through the years, youth. Uh, if you were to help them uh, to a place or anyone really to a place of spiritual intensity, what advice? What direction would you give? Say, hey, you can do this. You can have this. This is this is a gift from God. You can have this, but let's let's go down that road of going to that level of life. What advice would you give? Yeah. So I think if the goal of spiritual intensity would be to walk constantly in his presence, right? To to have that present leading of the Lord, um, then I would say lordship comes before friendship. Mm -hmm. So I got to come and submit to like, he's God, yeah. you know? And so that means I'm really, really not going to be. So submitting <laughs> to him and lordship uh, throughout 
the different areas of our life and taking ourselves before him and saying, okay, like, I think we're cool right now, but like how I work, Jesus, does that please you? How I do school, Jesus, how I do my relationships, does that please you? Submitting to him in lordship to where that becomes such an automatic thing, that is what develops into that friendship with the Lord, where it's like, you get like Peter. I mean, Peter's like, where else can I go, Lord? You have the words of eternal life. What else is the plan B? There isn't one, right? And so um, I would say while like some of the experiences that we do with church, uh, missions, trips, different things like that, those are all moments that build to a movement. Mm -hmm. So it's more like we're on a trajectory here. Mm -hmm. And if we want that to be like, for real, all in a hundred percent, then we have to make sure like the Lordship thing is taken care of first. So, you know, they, I've heard it throughout my life, you know, he's Lord of all, or he's not Lord at all. And it really is true. I mean, you give Jesus everything. It's, uh, it's crazy what he gives you in return, you know, that's cool. Yeah. You know, guys, we, we just, do not have to live a spiritually mundane life. We can live a life of excitement because we are called to spiritual intensity. Sarah gives us some great examples, great thoughts, great teaching on how to do that. And we can put into practice and live called with spiritual intensity. Thanks. Thank you. All right, come on, give it up for my friend, Sarah Best Van Kirk. Uh, Sarah Best Bridget, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. You know, right away, Sarah Best got into some things that I want to hit real quick, and I don't want to take very long, but when she talked about defining spiritual intensity, one of the things she said that it's passion with a focus. Come on, somebody. It's passion with a focus. You know, all of us have had passion from time to time, but I can get up in the morning, guys, and I can have a lot of passion, and by 10 o'clock in the morning, life has kicked me in the teeth. And so what happens is, is I do exactly what I talked about a moment ago, And what we'll see in the book of Hebrews is we start shrinking back. Our passion wanes a little bit. We haven't lost out with God, but life has really come against us. And so then what we find ourselves doing is living what Sarah defined as the moment. You know, nothing wrong with a moment. We've all had moments. I enjoy the time where I have a moment with God, but I can't live my life that way because I have a moment and then it goes away. And I have a moment and it goes away. And I have a moment and it goes away. What did Pastor Ron just draw for you? The roller coaster of life. I'm up and I'm down. And I'm up and I'm down. And that's not how God wants me to live. God wants me to live with passion and focus. And the way I do that is literally being called to spiritual intensity by seeing that scripture she referred to in Daniel. Daniel purposed. Say it out loud. I'll say it one more time, purposed in his heart. Guys, in the day that we're living, and I started out this way, in the day that we're living with everything coming against us, we've got to purpose in our heart that we're going to be spiritually intensive. Now, that's kind of the way it was for the Hebrews during the time of Christ. Hebrews chapter 10 draws a picture for us of what it was like for them. Now, stay with me for just a second, and let me kind of set the background here. Here's what's going on in Hebrews 10. The writer of Hebrews says this, you're Jewish, 
they don't like you. You're Jewish living in a Roman society and they don't like you. You've messed with their government, you've messed with their power, you've messed with their money, you're Jewish and they don't like you. So here's what you've gotta do. You've gotta hold on to your spiritual intensity and keep your heart and your head right. And so as we look at Hebrews 10, what we find is a real interesting battle that was going on with these Jewish believers as they were having to deal with everything going on in Rome. You're Jewish, you're messing up with their lifestyle and they're pretty ticked off about it. So you gotta keep your spiritual motivation, your spiritual fire, you gotta keep it going. So here's what it says in Hebrews 10. Let's read it together. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you endured when great conflict. Now, come on, somebody. How many of you will line up with that right there? 2020 is great conflict. But we're not giving up. We are enduring in great conflict, full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison, watch this now, and joyfully accepted. Say it out loud, joyfully accepted, because we're coming back to that in just a second. You joyfully accept the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. You know what, guys? The devil can mess with my stuff if he wants to. I got treasures laid up in heaven. He can come against me whatever weapon he wants to use against me. I got better stuff that he would try to take away because I understand my possessions are everlasting and eternal. So don't throw away your confidence. Now keep these words in mind because we're coming back to it in just a second. Don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised for, here's the word of the Lord, for in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And, but my righteous ones will live by faith and take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. We've mentioned that three or four times already this morning. God doesn't take pleasure in us shrinking back. What does he want? He wants us full steam ahead, baby. He wants us full steam ahead, that bull halsey full steam ahead. I'm not backing up against the attack of the enemy. I'm moving forward. And I'm moving forward because we don't belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Now see, what I want you to understand is guys, here's, here's the picture, because we're talking about being called to spiritual intensity. These guys found themselves in a place where every battle that could possibly come against them is coming against them. You're Jewish, they don't like you, here's what you gotta do. You got to keep your spiritual intensity at a good place, okay? Pastor Ron, you said that a lot, keep your spiritual intensity at a good place. How do I do that? I'm glad you asked, write it down. Number one, here we go. Remember the past and keep on enduring. Remember the past and keep on enduring. Guys, I have got to allow myself to not forget what God has done for me. You know, Pastor Hector opened up the service just last Sunday with a powerful word of forgetting, forgetting. Do not forget. And I, as we were talking about it, I thought, how many times 
does it say in Scripture to remember what God has done? See, i got to remember what God has done, guys, because I put myself in a position right here of believing I know what God has done, I know what God is doing, and I know what God is going to do. And I put myself in that position by continuing to remember the past, and I just keep enduring. I keep fighting the good fight of faith. I had a meeting this week with one of my dear, 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 dear friends. And this young man asked me a question that was a a legitimate question. He said, Pastor Ron, as we fight these battles and we go through this conflict where it gets so hard, do we ever lose? Do we ever lose? And I said, you know what, baby, there's only one way you can lose, and that's quit. That's the only way you can lose. If you don't quit, I mean, you may walk out with a limp. Come on, somebody. How many of you kind of walk with a limp every now and then? You may walk out with a limp, or you may walk out with a few sores, or you may walk out with a few hurts here and there, but you win the prize and you get the crown of life. Why? Because only one thing, you did not quit. Now, look at what attacked the spiritual intensity. Well, let's read this first of all. Hebrews 10, 32, remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you endured in great conflict, full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution, and at other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. Now, what came against those guys that's coming against your spiritual intensity today? Here it is. The five dangers in Hebrews that attack their spiritual intensity That's also attacking your spiritual intensity, neglect, just kind of shrinking back. You guys have heard me say it a thousand times. Let me say it one more time. One of the greatest attacks of the enemy, Daniel chapter 9, is to wear down the saints. Wear down the saints. Two weeks ago, I had a prophetic word of this house to do not grow weary in well-doing. This is a day of strength for you. It's a day of strength for you. And you know what? That's not a momentary word. That's not a moment word that's given in a moment and then it dies and goes away. No, that's something that God continues to do for you. Here's the translation. I can do all things through Christ who keeps on putting power in me. He continually puts power in me. So I don't need to shrink back or neglect unbelief. Can God? Will God? Would God? Should God, and that big question mark begins to be implanted in my brain. Spiritual immaturity. You guys have heard me define immaturity a lot. It's not willing to accept responsibility for the actions of my life. When I stay there and say, you know what, God, I got this. This is my bad. I want to make it right through the power of repentance. My whole atmosphere changes. My whole atmosphere changes. Refusing God. Just, I I go then from shrinking back, literally, to shrinking out, and then failing to endure. I just don't hold on to what God's got for me. You know, I I thought about this this morning. Can I I tell you a quick little Cajun story? Well, I can to two of you. Can I tell you a quick little Cajun story? (laughs) Where, Where I'm from, we got these two brothers named Ghidorah and Boudreaux. And Ghidorah, and you know what they say about us Cajuns, we're not very smart, but we're a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and we got these two brothers named Ghidorah and Boudreaux. And Ghidorah had to get on a plane and go somewhere. And so Ghidorah gets on a plane, he'd never been on a plane before. 
So he gets on a plane and he's scared to death. And as the plane gets ready to take off, old Ghidorah, he's nervous, 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 but the plane gets in the air. And you know how it is, the plane settles down and everything's okay. So he's doing all right. And about that time, as they're in the air, bam! And Ghidorah says, what'd that be? And a pilot comes on and says, guys, I'm really sorry, but uh, we've lost an engine. Now we're gonna be okay, but it's gonna now take us two hours to get to where we want to go. And Ghidorah said, be okay with that. And so they keep on going, and a little while they're flying, bam, the same noise again. And, and Ghidorah said, what that? And the pilot comes on and says, guys, I'm really sorry, but we've lost another engine. Now, we're going to be okay, but now it's going to take a little longer to get there, probably about uh, two and a half hours to get there. So they fly along, and then all of a sudden, bam, there's the sound again. And Ghidorah said, what that? And the pilot comes on and says, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but we've lost a third engine. But the good news is we have one more engine, so we're going to be okay. And Ghidorah looks at the guy sitting next to him and says, you know what? We lose that last engine, we're going to be up here all day. <laughs> you got to hold on. You got to keep enduring. You got to keep enduring. Why do I endure, guys? I endure because my faith is greater than my circumstances. I endure because I understand there are circumstances, but my faith is greater. Listen, guys, faith does not deny the existence of a problem. It denies its influence over me. Do you hear what I said? Hey, there's a problem. There's circumstances. There's things I'm walking through. I get that totally. Faith does not deny the existence of a problem. It denies that it's going to affect me and overpower me. I endure because my faith is greater than my circumstances. And the best way, the best way to thank God for victory is to live victorious. I can talk all day long, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. But the world cannot deny the testimony of my life when the power of God is evident in my life. Can't deny it. So I've got to keep on enduring and keep on going. Number two, here we go. Focus on the future. Keep perspective. Guys, in the day that we're living, we have got to keep our perspective in its proper place because you've got this coming at you and 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 it bombards your mind and your spirit. And if my perspective is not strong, I literally feel overwhelmed. Look at what it says in Hebrews. It says, you suffered along with those in prison, but you joyfully accepted. Say it out loud. The confiscation of your property. Why could I joyfully accept even them taking my goods? Here's why. Because I know that I have better and lasting possessions in heaven. Take my stuff, man. Mess with my stuff. It's not bothering me. It's temporal. My gifting is eternal. My gifting is forever. So I know that I've got better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. There's a great perspective right there. Don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Man, don't get down. It's a crazy day. Don't let your spiritual intensity shrink back. It's a crazy time. It's going to be richly rewarded. I want to show you a scripture in 1 John of a couple of different perspectives. A couple of different perspectives that really set the stage. And I love this particular verse and chapter of these verses or verses of this chapter. Here's what it says. Look at the two perspectives. Don't love the world. There's perspective number one. Don't love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, 
Love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world is the lust of the flesh. Look at the perspective, guys. Lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. There's one perspective. I can be caught up in the world, or here we go. I can be caught up in what the Father brings from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Come on, somebody. Oh, give the Lord a better ovation than that. Come on. See, there's two perspectives. I got the perspective of the world. It's temporal, baby. Or I got the perspective of God. It is eternal. And whatever allows me to focus on the things of God, it's not going to pass away because the will of God lives forever. Listen to me. I need that perspective in 2020 in Alachua County. Are you hearing, Pastor Ron? I need that perspective in 2020 in Alachua County because here's what the people of God need to be. Look at this. The people of God need to be people that have a lasting impact. We've got to be more than people who see the problems. We've got to be people with solutions. Hey, I I can see the problems. I can smell the problems. I can experience the problems a mile away. I do not want to walk in the culture of the world I'm living in just saying, yeah, there's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. I want to walk in and say, yeah, you know what? There's a problem, but my God is greater than every one of those. That's the perspective that I want you and I to have. Number three, how do I keep my spiritual intensity? Number three, here we go. Impact the present. I remember the past. I focus on the future and I impact the present. How do I impact the present? I keep on serving. As I told you guys, one of the things that happens in the day that we're living in, as the wind and the waves of life beat against the side of your ship, it will cause you to want to shrink back. I I just kind of want to find a safe place. Listen to me now. I want to find a quiet place. I want to find a comfortable place. I want to find an easy place. I get it. I get it, guys. I told you guys a minute ago, I've been in a battle for two weeks. I want to find a place where everything, everybody, every circumstance leaves me alone. Just leave me alone. Now, I can't do that. If I'm going to keep my spiritual intensity, I've got to keep on keeping on. Come on, somebody. I got to keep on keeping on. And the best way to keep on keeping on is just keep serving the kingdom of God. Just keep blessing the kingdom of God. You know what? You've got something in you that the kingdom of God needs. Oh, you missed a good place to shout. You've got something in you that a lateral account needs. I don't know what it is. And it's not the same thing I got. But you've got something in you that a lateral account needs. I don't know what it is. It may be just a big old smile or a big old high five or a big old elbow. It may even be a big old hug. I don't know. But you got something in you that a latch account needs. So keep on serving the community that we're living in. Look at 1 John, I'm sorry, Hebrews 10. But we do not belong to those who shrink back. That's not me. I'm not a shrinker backer. We don't belong to those guys, the ones who shrink back and are destroyed. But here's where we belong, to those who have faith and are saved. Man, and faith, guys, is an action word. The the word faith in the Greek language is the word pistas. It literally is a verb. It denotes action. So what do I do? I keep on serving. I keep on serving. Listen to this right here, and I'm almost done. God's highest calling for you, 
was never to just go to church. Nothing wrong with going to church. I'm glad you're here today. It'd be really lonely preaching to an empty building. I'm glad you're here. That's not God's highest calling for you. God's highest calling for you was never to just go to church. His calling for you is to live like Christ and Christ lived to serve. Christ lived to serve. Philippians chapter two, verse seven, he made himself of no reputation by taking the very nature of a servant in human likeness. Mark 10, 45, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. Well, guys, one of the greatest things I can do, look at Pastor on as I wrap up here. One of the greatest things I can do, one of the greatest things you can do is to keep my spiritual intensity at a high level is to serve. And the greatest place you can serve is right here, the body of Christ at the Rock of Gainesville. It's one of the greatest places you can serve. You find that place of giving of your life. You find that place of giving of your gifts. You find that place of giving of your talents. You find that place of serving the body of Christ. And you know what, guys? Listen to Pastor Ron as we enjoy my man, Pastor Hector. Listen to me. As we have gone through, <laughs> as we have gone through this thing we've gone through, there's a lot of people that have not been able to come to church. Somebody needs to step up. Somebody's got to step up and take their place. They can't come, and I get it, and I respect it. But what we've got to understand is when there are those that can't step up and get it done, somebody's got to step up and play the drums like Pastor Hector. Somebody's got to do it. So we've got to find that place of serving in the body of Christ. And there's so many different ways to do it. But like I said a minute ago, guys, there's something in you. There's something in you that this church needs. What is it? I don't know. Are you a Parker? Are you a greeter? Are you an usher? Are you a sound person? There's something in you that this church, this body needs where we can stand together and fight the good fight of faith. As I said a minute ago, people can't come. People can't come. I get that and I respect it. Do we have the ability? Do we have the opportunity? Do we have the willingness to make up the hedge, make up the gap? What is a gap? A gap is a space between what is and what ought to be. So what we've got to do, guys, is we've got to step up and serve the body of Christ. There's something in you that we need. Look, guys, anybody, listen to Pastor Ron, anybody can give away something expensive. Someone that understands serving gives away something valuable. And that's what we've got to be willing to do. Step up and impact our time that we're living in by serving the body of Christ. How do I keep my spiritual intensity? Do all the good you can, by all the means that you can, in all the ways that you can, in all the places that you can, at all the times that you can, to all the people that you can, for as long as you can. You hang in there, man. You hang in there. Your spiritual intensity, your spiritual fervor is going to stay at the level it's supposed to. Bow your heads with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray over the people of God right now, and I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that as we go through days full of circumstances and trouble, that again, we are able to be empowered by your mighty spirit and by your mighty leading. 
And so, Lord, I just, I pray over the people of God right now that we will not allow the wind and the ways of life to beat against the sides of our ship, but we will stay the course, we'll stay on track, we won't live by moment to moment to moment to moment, we won't live up and down, but we'll live consistently with a high level of spiritual intensity. And as Sarah shared that scripture with us earlier that we will be like Daniel, we will purpose in our heart, purpose in our heart to pursue God. And I thank you for your strength and power to enable us to do that. Nobody's looking around for just a second. You're here today and you say, Pastor Ron, man, as you've shared this word, I I gotta be honest, that's kind of the place I'm living in. I love God, I'm saved, I know God, I'm a follower of Jesus. But if I was to say on a scale of one to 10, my spiritual intensity is kind of low today. And I just need that boost. I, I want to get passionate with a focus about the things of God. I want to be passionate again. I want to set aside every weight. I want to set aside everything that encumbers. And I want to be passionate again about the things of God. Would you please pray for me? I want my spiritual intensity to get to a real high, intense place. Would you please pray for me this morning? Put your hand up right where you are. Yes, 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 yes. Keep it up, keep it up over on this side. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for your honesty. Now you can put it down. Father, I just, I just speak the blessings of God over these that have been transparent today. Father, I, I speak the blessings of God over them to be uh, stronger, Again, Lord, being able to walk in the power of your might, not the power of their own ability. That's where we lose confidence, Lord. But being able to be strong in the power of your might and be able to to take that spiritual intensity and and take it to a new level by shaking off that heaviness that would try to weigh us down. So, Father, I just bless them. Father, I thank you, Lord, that your love is mighty toward them. Your right hand is extended toward them today. And Father, you're you're encouraging them in the spirit to say, my child, my child, I love you and I'm walking with you. And you're going through a valley, but we're going to go through this valley and we're going to get out on the other side and we're going to have a renewal of that spiritual fire in your life. And so I, I just bless the people of God today to walk to that place of being called, not to a moment. Thank God for moments that we have, Lord but not being called to a moment, being called to a lifestyle, a lifestyle of spiritual intensity. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, give the Lord a big ovation of praise. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.